0: You're listening to Randall Parker's Film Club, with me, Randall Parker. Let's start with this.
1: Strange sounds from the dark corridor.
0: Yeah, I know I said I wasn't going to read out any more of his emails, but I think you should hear this one. It goes. Dear Randall, I've just listened to your latest podcast in which you said you will not be reading out any more of my emails. I thought perhaps I should send you this final one and clear up a few things. You have no idea of what classic cinema is and lack the mental capacity to fully appreciate its form. You are perhaps the most dense person on the planet and from listening to your podcast I can tell you have no real grasp on the events that happen in your everyday life. I find you to be the person with the most irritating voice I have ever heard. But on to the main reason for this email. For the past few months you have been subscribing to a classic cinema DVD rental service where people who appreciate quality for thought-provoking, challenging and enlightening films subscribe for £8 per month. And they have hand-picked films sent to them for them to enjoy. This is run by a chap called Colin Forrester. A little-known fact about Colin Forrester is that he also has a classic cinema podcast and goes by the nom de plume of The Dark Corridor. That's right, the man who has been sending you your films is I. Over the past few months I've been sending you films that I know you would find a challenge. Masterpieces by perhaps one of the finest directors of all time, Roman Polanski. And last time, as a bit of fun, I sent you two low-level rom-coms I fished off a charity shop shelf. And you didn't even question the drop in intellectual quality. Needless to say, I have cancelled your membership to the 1001 Greatest Films of All Time. So, it looks like I have the last laugh. What a plot twist. I bid you a fond farewell. The Dark Corridor. Colin Forrester. Well, there you go. As plot twists go, it's not that sensational, is it? It's not like Bruce Willis being a ghost at the end of the usual suspects, is it? Anyway, I got this email at the beginning of the week. And I thought, what do we do? Do I carry on with my podcast or find something else to do? So, I went on the 1001 Films website and... On there, he's got a list of the Thousand One Films. Although I counted them, there's only 362. And what I did, I printed it off. And from now on, what I'm going to do, I'll pick two of the films off that list, order them off Amazon or eBay, watch them, say they're faulty, and send them back. So actually, thank you, Mr. Dark Corridor. You saved me eight quid a month. Uh, tell you what, should we start again? <laughs> You're listening to Randall Parker's Film Club On today's podcast I'll be reviewing two films from a list of the 362 greatest films of all time I'll be reading a few of your emails and we've got a couple of other bits and bobs for you So let's get cracking Now last podcast mum started in halfway through And I'd like to apologise for that, uh, very unprofessional So this week I've decided to do this while she's nipped off down the Asda's uh, she went about 20 minutes ago, so I think I can squeeze this in before she gets back. Tell you what, it hasn't been a brilliant week for me. Uh, started off with old Colin Corridor's revelation, but yesterday I started with a real vile case of the shits. God, even me burps smell like farts. Half past eight last night, I'd run out of trousers. I had to sleep in the bath just in case I shat myself. Every 20 minutes I was on that bog. It was like the waterfall off Willy Wonkers. Anyway, that's where my mum's gone. She's gone off to buy me some new trousers. Still, at least I've got five quid off me next order at the Brown Dragon. So, on to emails. Now, we've got an email here from a chap called Steve from Devon. It goes Dear Randall, love the podcast. As a fellow comic book film fan, I'd be interested to know if you were a DC villain, what would your name be and how would you defeat Batman? Regards, Steve. Well, Steve, as you know, I'm more of an MCU fan rather than a DCEU fan. But, uh, nonetheless, what with me arse being the way it is, I'd probably be called the Brown Mist. But no, seriously, uh, I'd always like to be called a villain something like the Gentleman. You know, he dresses real smart, pulls a lady, but he's a real nasty shit. As for defeating Batman, I'd probably just shoot him in the bottom half of his face. That'd do the trick. Why was the Joker never thought of doing that? He'd be the boss of Gotham now if he'd have done that. I mean, even if he hadn't killed him, once he sees Bruce Wayne with a big bullet hole in the bottom half of his face, he could put two and two together and probably just narf him up next time he saw him. Hmm. Next email, short and sweet. Dear Randall, What is your favourite bit of film trivia? Alice Travers, West Grinstead. Well, Alice, you set me thinking, and welcome to a new section of the podcast.
1: Randall Parker's Film Fact.
0: Ridley Scott, director of sci fi classic The Martian, was due to design the original interior of Doctor Who's TARDIS, but was unfortunately off work due to having an horrific case of the shits.
1: Randall Parker's Film Fact.
0: Another of those next time. Quite like that. Perhaps I should aim for a more contemporary feel to me podcast, focus a little less on classic cinema. Let me know what you think. Uh, Email me at randleparker1971 at gmail.com That's R-A-N-D-L-E. Right, on to our first review. Right, so on to our reviews. I printed off the list of 362 Greatest Films of All Time on paper. Uh, Cut them out, and I'll be drawing two out of the hat. It's not a big hat, it's a child's hat. A pepper pig one I found in a bush in Queen's Park last spring. I would have needed a bigger hat if there was 1001 films on the list, but uh, a hat aged 3 to 5 years will do fine for 362 films. Now, the first film I drew out is one from 2001, directed by Michael Hankey, and it's called The Piano Teacher. and It stars a lady called Isabel Huppert, and she's very good in it. First thing I will say is not for the faint-hearted there's this one scene right where she's sat on the edge of a bath and she starts cutting a fanny up Uh, oh it brought a tear to me eye I can tell you it reminded me of the time I got my old chap stuck in my zip and it took me mum an hour and a quarter to fish it out anyhow it's called The Piano Teacher and
1: SPOILER ALERT! SPOILER ALERT!
0: it's about a piano teacher but not just any old piano teacher, wanted to write posh music university. Now, I did feel it let itself down a bit by having so much of that old music, the posh people love loving it. Now, the film basically follows this moody woman, what teaches at a posh music university, and it seems like she lives a boring, old sad, pathetic existence living with her mum. Now, at the start, a mum gets lippy and the old piano teacher gives her a good pasting and then she tows the line for the rest of the film... Uh, Now, as regular listeners know, I prefer the airing cupboard and a bunch of bananas method. It works a treat. But as the film goes on, we find out that there's more than meets the eye about this piano teacher. Now, she goes to this sex shop where she watches this mucky film, and for some reason, whilst watching it, she, she fishes out a dirty hanky out of the bin and starts to sniff it. Don't really know why, it's not explained, but I think she must have wanted to catch a cold and have a few days off work. We've all been there, haven't we? I mean... Back in my younger days, I once drank an egg cup of lard out of the chip pan to make myself sick so I could have the next day of college. But back to the film. There's this lad who she teaches, and he fancies her and she fancies him, but she's too moody to say anything. But when he starts to fancy some other bird, right, she puts broken glass in this bird's coat pocket and fucks her off out the picture. Not long after that, she's sucking him off in the bogs. Now... I'm not up on how schools operate in the EU after Brexit, but there must be rules against that sort of thing. Now, it's not your average rom-com. And I'm not going to go into too much detail, as I don't want to spoil it for you, but there is some fucked up shit in there. I mean, at one point, right, she'd squat down for a piss behind a car at drive in, and it sort of spirals from there. Now, the relationship with the main bird and her mum, I thought that was really well written and acted. I found that believable. I could really identify with the dynamic, yeah. Good that was. Now, ratings-wise, I've got to put this on a par with Batman Vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Mainly for the reason that I was surprised at how much I liked it and it was something I hadn't seen before. And that was The Piano Teacher. Watch that if you like uh, posh people's music and seeing people puking up jizz at an archling. Oh, crass, that was off. I'd better go check that out. Back in a sec. <laughs> I think we struck lucky there, uh, the colon seems to be empty and I'm just blasting out hot air for now. Might risk a cup of tea and a four-finger kick out later, you know, test the waters. Uh, shout out to all the guys down at White and Bailey Fabrications. As you may know, I'm still on furlough, but I've got a hunch that I could be back amongst them any day now. How do I don't know this, you say? Well, I saw in the local paper they just won a contract for HS2 and they're having a recruitment day for new staff. I did speak to Mr. White about this and he said unfortunately all the new jobs are for people who are mainly skilled in welding. And since the incident and the health and safety Executive said that I'm not allowed near bottle gas, arc welders, TIG welding equipment, MIG welders, plasma arc and electron beam welding gear. As Mr. White said, if it joins metal together keep your hands off it Randall kid. But officially I'm still on furlough for at least the next two months but things change don't they? So, to all the Wild and Bailey fabrication team, put the kettle on, I'll probably be seeing you soon. Now, last night, whilst I was sleeping in the bath, guts bubbling and in between the bouts of hot trumps, uh, I had a flash of inspiration, and I'm glad to announce the return of...
1: Films that what I I would like to see.
0: That's right, it's back. Now, I'll only do one. Don't want to overstretch myself and get into deep shit with Disney again. Uh, So how's about this one? The Million Pound Child. Right, it's sort of a war slash spy film set in the olden days. Uh, There's this kid and he's a bit like Rain Man. He's really good at doing big sums. Now the Nazis get a sniff of him and think, up, If we nab this kid and he could do some big sums for us right, and help us win the war. But the British get a sniff of the Nazis getting a sniff of him, and they send a lady spy in to rescue the kid. Yeah, you think it, looking at it now and looking back, it doesn't—it's not as good as I thought it was when I was lying in the bath last night. Anyway, if any film company fancies taking that on to the next level, send me an email. It's more like one of those programmes the BBC bung on, a, you know, on a Sunday night about nine o'clock. Well. BBC, give me a shout if you fancy having a crack at that. Email is, as usual, Parker 1971 at gmail.com. Straight into this, I
1: think. Randall Parker's Film Face-Off
0: Film Face-Off this week is a bit of a strange one, but uh, the two films basically have the same plot. Kid gets kidnapped. Dad finds out. Dad goes off to find them. Dad does what he can to get them back, Dad gets them back. That's right, today's film face off is taken with Qui-Gon Jinn in it and Finding Nemo. So, both films start off basically the same. Dad loves the kid and the kid goes off on a trip only to get kidnapped by some real nasty shits. Then, the dads go off and rescue them. Admittedly, they do go about it slightly differently. I mean, I would have loved to see the clownfish electrocute a man by shoving screwdrivers in his kneecaps but probably would have taken Pixar a few years to iron out the logistics of that one. The body count in Taken is higher but you do kind of feel that the peril in Finding Nemo is more present. There's more high-end martial arts fighting in Taken but you do get a blue lesbian fish talking to a whale in Finding Nemo. And that's probably why I'm crowning Finding Nemo the winner of this film face-off.
1: Randall Parker's film face off
0: Now today's podcast is brought to you from a uh... Sorry about that, I thought I'd turn that off. Where was I? Now Marcus and Lawrence are a couple of fellows who've just moved into the area and are taking over the news agents from Mr Johnson who's just retired he have got very big plans and soon they'll be serving fair trade ethical coffee, sandwiches with locally sourced produce on artisanal breads and a wide range of smaller run magazines. But first they're looking to clear a large number of the back issues of magazines that Mr Johnson's accumulated over the 55 years that he's been running the shop. Now they've got an offer on here uh, on buy one get two free on some adult literature. Sounds good. Some of the titles include Big Girls, Hot Chicks UK, Double Baggers, Boy None, Boy None, Snuff Monthly, Soil, Front Door, Back Door, Tip and Ring, that's a holiday special, Splash, Dirty and Frogman. Limited stocks are available, so nip along and mention the podcast. Great stuff. Sorry about that. Unknown Caller, probably one of their surveys, and they can fuck off, I don't want to do one of them. The final film review, drawn from Peppa Pig's Magic Hat of Classic Cinema, is one from 1999, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, and it's called Magnolia. Now this film's got an impressive cast. It's got Tom Cruise, one of the brothers from Step Brothers, and that tubby fellow what killed himself with drugs, Dustin Hoffman's Seaman. And I can safely say, I had absolutely no idea what was going on in this film. Now, it weren't shit, but there just wasn't a story. Just stuff happened, right? Got some lazy bloke who's in bed with dusting off some semen keeps crying all over him, right? And this bloke's in bed, he wants to see Tom Cruise. And for some reason, Tom Cruise's phone number is in some porn mags, right? And then they find Tom Cruise and he's shouting the C word at a bunch of very sad men. Then there's a bloke out of Stepbrothers who's a shit policeman who spends most of the film trying to get off with a woman who's offered tits on drugs. And for some reason, bang in the middle the film, there's a quiz show where they challenge kids to piss the pants or something. I went to polish it off. It starts raining frogs. Now, as I said, it weren't shit, I just found it confusing. Now, it is on for about three hours, so you might want to factor in a couple of piss breaks, and I would recommend 58 minutes, 1 hour 21, 2 hours 15. They just seem like natural break points to me. Ratings wise, I'll probably put it on a par with something like. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, this is Mr. White. You better give me a minute. Right, sorry about that. That was Mr. White, my boss. Turns out my mum's gone and got herself arrested. Uh, she got in a fight with the security guard down at the Asda's. Uh, she's bit the top of his finger off. You're pretty sure it's not going to grow back. And now she's down the police station. Apparently they tried to phone me twice but couldn't get through. So they contacted Mr. White instead. So i going to pop down there anymore. I'm uh, going to have to end it there for now. You can contact me via email. Parker 1971 at gmail.com Love to hear from you. Ta-ra for a bit.